This is an audio excerpt of a past life regression hypnotherapy session that was recorded in London on July 14th, 2014. The regressionist is a woman named Lorraine Flaherty, and she specializes in past life regression hypnotherapy. Now, I wrote a long essay about this uh, just shortly after it, after it happened, and I was rather impressed that when listening to the recording, actually quite a while later, I didn't get the recording till well over a year after the event. It was just a little mix-up. Just uh, It went to the spam filter in my inbox, and I just didn't even know it was there. Now, upon listening to it, I was very much impressed that I remembered it felt like nearly all of it. And the essay that I wrote, which is linked here on this post, that essay, uh, I feel like I accurately described the events of the hypnotherapy session. Some of the things were word for word what was said. Now, I am not including the entire hypnotherapy session. All I am including would be the last 25 minutes or so, and that was when Lorraine asked me about the UFO contact experiences that I've that I had talked about and that I was wondering about. Um, What you are listening to is not uh, regression that would be done by, let's say, an abduction researcher. Uh, There is no point when when Lorraine asks me questions like, um, you know, and then what happened? And then where were you? It was a dialogue seemingly with my higher self. I said I was speaking to an alien entity by the name of Quentar. Um, You can almost hear me audibly groan. I can certainly hear it in my own voice when I say the name Quentar. She asks me, who are we speaking with? I say, Quentar. And it's, um, oh, geez, it's just so corny. It just sounds like something out of such a stupid science fiction name. Anyway, my sense is it's less an outside source and more just me tapping into maybe stuff I already know. Now, I am not at all locked into what is told here. I feel it is very interesting. I cannot say whether it's true or not. What I can say is I'm surprised at the depth of it. Um, It struck me as being very interesting. Now, I apologize. The audio quality is rather poor. And you have to listen pretty closely. There's a couple mumbled words that I can't quite figure out. Those are noted in the transcript, which accompanies this audio. And uh, a few things. At, at near the end, um, I say I see owls. And I, and I did. In the hypnotherapy session, I like saw these, I almost want to say animated, kind of gentle, morphing owl silhouettes. They were owls. They were very much owls, and it came right at that point. And I was very clear right in the moment, you know, like, this is a metaphor. This is, you know, what I'm, like, that was what I said out loud. And I will say that I, I felt like the call and response between Lorraine and myself, she would ask questions, very simple questions, and I would give answers. Sometimes the answers would be, I don't know. But that pattern, her asking a question, me answering, uh, seemed to work out very well. And, and, it, and it felt like, a lot emerged. 
Now, rather than having me simply talk about what you're going to hear, I'll just go ahead and let it play. I will chime in at the end and give a little more um, uh, editorializing. Uh, What you're about to hear lasts about 25 minutes. Please enjoy. Okay. But while we're here in this space, um, there was a little mention earlier that there may have been an energy that was currently in your energy field that didn't belong to you. So I'm just going to ask for that energy to make themselves known to you now. And as you do that, what are you aware of? I don't know. Alien? Mm-hmm. And does this alien have a name? Quentar? Mm-hmm. And I want you to ask Quintar what it is that brought him into your energy field. What is it that he's doing in your energy field? Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where is he from? He or she? Where is Quintel from? From like somewhere else, like like not here. Mm-hmm. And why is it that um, Quintel is in your and you feel guiding you? Why specifically Quintel guiding you? It's something important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is it? What is it that's of importance? Fate. Hmm? It was what? Fate. Fate, yeah. And what about fate? Like, big, big, grand collective fate. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what is the big grand collective fate? Humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what is it about humanity? Dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what is Quintel's message? What is it that he's been trying to guide you to do? Tell stories. Mm-hmm. Just painful. So I want to ask Quinta, what what is this? Why is it that your heart is hurting? What's this about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. And so this burden that you've been carrying, have you been carrying this through many lifetimes? Ask Quintel, what does he say? Yes. Yeah. And is it time to relieve that burden now? No. Mm-hmm. And why is that? When will be the time for you to be able to be relieved of that burden? The job is done. Uh-huh. And what specifically is the job that needs to be done? You can save humanity. Mm-hmm. 
and these stories that you need to tell, what are the stories that you need to be telling? Symbolic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And symbolic of what? Ascension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is it that you need to be teaching or sharing about Ascension? Vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what needs to happen in order for people to be able to achieve it? Let go. Yeah. What is it they need to let go of? Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the best way for them to be able to do that? Shock. Uh-huh. And what kind of shock? Existence, existential. Mm-hmm. Upsetting the table. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, upsetting the table, providing that shock, what will... What's the aim? What will emerge from that? Something very new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what will that new thing be? Why is it that you've been chosen to do this, or why is it that your role is to do this? Because I'm doubting. Mm-hmm. What is it that you're doubting? The reality of all of it. Mm-hmm. And what is your connection to Quintal? It's me. Mm-hmm. So I want you to ask Quintar about the experiences that you had when you were younger at the age of 12. What was it that happened to you in that time when, that time when missing? A sign, an awakening? Yeah, yeah. What specifically was it that happened to you? I died. Mm-hmm. I think that's metaphoric. Yeah. Where were you taken in that time? I want to say about 50 feet above the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? I think it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Who was it that took you? I don't know. And why was it that you were taken? I'm good at something. Mm-hmm. And what was it that you were good at? Mm-hmm. Why was that a reason to take you? Because there's a need out there. Mm-hmm. And so is it necessary for you to know exactly the details of what it was that happened to you while you were gone? No. No. Okay. Alright. And so it's more important that you focus on the reason why. And what was it that they were hoping to achieve by taking you? Mm-hmm. Why was it that they needed to do that? I don't 
about the other experiences that you had where you missed time or there's other experiences when you were out seeing those structure on the rock to let you know what it was that was going on what was happening what so that you were witnessing these things important mm-hmm. why is it important Uh-huh. 
and can you just check with him does this also potentially mean a greater understanding of emotions in those hybrid children than would ordinarily be experienced by these races, these others? I don't know, I get the feeling that that's beyond him. Okay. Or not even that important. Mm -hmm. And so the experience that you had when you were in the house in Maine yeah, I want you to check with him. What was that connected to? Saving my life. Mm hmm Yeah. And in what way were they saving your life? I was on the edge of suicide. Mm-hmm. And so again, I want you to check those experiences that you had of the deep sadness and those feelings of depression, has that all been part of this test as well, the agreement? Had you agreed to experience those intense lows for some reason? You got out of control. Mm. What is it that you need to be aware of now in order to ensure that you don't find yourself going into that place again? Faith. Mm-hmm. And faith in what? Myself. Mm-hmm. And what needs to happen? What is it that you need to be aware of in order for you to really trust, for you to really have faith? Abandonment. Mm-hmm. Was abandonment something that you had chosen to experience? No, I feel like I'm locked away from abandonment. Oh, you're locked away, being locked away from abandonment. Yeah. Well, Okay, so in this space now that you're surrounded by your soul family, some of the members of your soul family, including a part of yourself, and an aspect of your soul's energy, can you see that actually not at any time are you ever alone, or ever abandoned, that there are always souls, and even other aspects of yourself that love you, support you, and are there for you. Does Quento have a message for you about this? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. And what's the most important thing that you need to focus on? What is it that Quento tells you that you need to focus on? Being alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. And as you move forward, the space of allowing yourself to be fully alive. What is it that he most wants you to be aware of? The staircase. Mm hmm. What's significant about the staircase? It goes deeper. Yeah. And I want you to check with him whether this is something that you're going to be able to explore, to revisit on your own, to be able to use that staircase. Is it going to be safe for you to do that? Or is it best to have guidance? I see him shrugging. Mm. It's not for him to answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, 
Now that you've been able to connect with him and to acknowledge him, to speak with him, and recognise him as an aspect of yourself, I want you to check whether you'll be able to communicate with him more easily now. And that if you just take yourself into that focused state of attention, if you go down the steps into your safe place, whether you'll be able to communicate with him in the future. Seem like a cement bunker. Mm hmm. Yeah. And what's the significance of the cement bunker? It's at the bottom of the staircase. Mm hmm. Is that somewhere you can meet with him? I'm not sure. Well, I just want you to ask him what's the significance of the cement bunker? It's sturdy. Mm hmm. Is this connected to another lifetime? I don't think so. Let's so just ask Quintal, what's the significance of this cement bunker? It's a metaphor. Mm -hmm. And a metaphor for what? Foundation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, good. So does this mean that with time you'll be able to expand on this foundation and improve his communications. Maybe it's a place. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a place at the bottom of the stairs. That's a metaphor. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to just check with Quintal if there's anything that you needed to be concerned about with regards to the experiences that you've had in the past. You're able to let those go now. Honest? Mm hmm Are real? Yeah. Now how does it feel to know that they are real? I want to say almost boring or almost mundane. Mm. Yeah, it just it is what it is. Good, and so very soon we're gonna to have to return, but uh, I just wanted to check with Quinter if it's any final message that he has for you. We're going to thank him for coming forward, making his presence known, and sharing the information. And I'm sure that in time there will be more communications to be had with him. I say him, with Quintal. And, uh, and then for now what I'd like you to do is I want you to make sure that you've floated out completely of the body of Michael. Just floating out. And then just being aware of any hooks that may still attach you to that body, to that lifetime. So that we can just thank Michael, that part of your soul energy, for coming forward and allowing the healing that's taking place today. And we can allow that part of your soul energy to return back home to the light, back to loved ones. And just allowing that part of your soul energy to collect up any lost or scattered fragments of your soul energy, any parts that may have been lost along the way, and helping any other lost souls that may need a bit of assistance or help to get back to the light, just allowing them to return. Now as that part of your soul energy returns back now to the light, 
that's floating you gently back to your safe place. And as you float into that space, I want you to know that there is going to be somebody there to greet you with unconditional love and support, with a message for you. And it might be your higher self, it might be a guide, it might be an angelic presence, or it might just be somebody that you know. And as you flip back into your safe place, who's there for you? Myself. Mm-hmm. What's the message that yourself has for you? Don't be so fucking stubborn. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that he wants to share with you? represent? Mystery. Mm -hmm. And so you can bring back that symbol of the owls that represents that mystery. And you can just be curious as to the unfolding of it all. And then I want you to know that very soon I'm going to be bringing you back to full waking consciousness. I want you to know that you will come back remembering everything that you need to and the information may continue to flow the appropriate and the right information in the right way will continue to flow to you and uh, as the days and weeks go by things will begin to create even more clarity and make even more sense for you allowing you to release and let go of anything that you no longer need to hold on to and uh, just allow you to focus more fully and more clearly on, on what's important, being able to, to live and being able to really follow your heart, to allow that honest and truthful sharing of the knowledge and the insights that have been made available to you. And so in a few moments time I'm going to be bringing you back. Now to bring you back I'm going to count back up from 1 to 10 and it will be as though you're coming back up those steps. This is Mike. I'm just explaining what takes place here. I edited out a, a fair amount here. Uh, there is no reason you need to listen to the hypnotherapist talking me out of the deep trance state. Um, she counts down very slowly from 10 to 1. And I snipped that out. Eight. Eyes opening now. I want to do a little bit of a wriggle and a stretch. Nine. Ten. And fully back. Was I crying for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> I have that effect on people. Okay, one, two. Uh, you just push the chair back, actually. If you just kick the thing down. I'm so fucking hungry right now. Uh, yes, I was going to say, because I've got another I've got another client in the back. This is Mike. I am chiming in at the end of the excerpt.
Um, the very last thing you heard me say was that I was hungry. I said it a little more colorfully than that. Um, that ties into something that was at the very beginning of this session. Now, this was not a session to explore UFO experiences. This was a past life regression hypnotherapy session. And the goal, the stated goal right at the very beginning, was to help with my uh, condition of severe clinical depression and hopefully alleviate some of that. Well, Lorraine and I talked at the beginning, and she said, what's your first symptoms of clinical depression? And uh, the symptom I recognize immediately when a bout of clinical depression comes upon me is that I lose my appetite. I, it's very clear, it's very recognizable, and it's very much a pattern. So at the end of this session, when I felt so viscerally hungry, to me that was very clear. And, and, I, and we talked about it shortly thereafter. It's not on the tape, but we talked about it shortly thereafter. I was very clear that that sense of hunger was me feeling healthy. And I will dare say, I will cautiously say, that was me feeling cured. I will say that after this session, in the last two years, I have not had any bouts of clinical depression that felt severe. There are times during the winter where, where I'm particularly susceptible, where I feel like I've got the blues a little bit and I feel pretty down. Um, it's palpable, it's real, but it does not have the debilitating, crushing power of severe clinical depression. What I'm feeling seems less severe and more, I guess, just normal, just a general, you know, the blues, I guess. Now, a few things to note there. Um, earlier on in the uh, essay, I did say that I saw the owls. I clearly saw them. I'm going to repeat myself here. Yes. Or I basically say I'm seeing owls. And what I was seeing were these slow, drifting kind of silhouettes. So right then I saw owls. Uh, another thing that I said was my heart was hurting. My heart hurts. And it did. Like I was confronted with a physical pain in my chest. My heart hurts. Um, you know, that sense. It was almost like I was feeling a sensation rather than hearing words or saying words. Now, in, in some ways, I feel like I could go point by point and, and talk about every little thing I said. Uh, I won't bother doing that. I think it's fairly clear. I was impressed at the depth and the power. She would ask me, you know, why are they here? What are they doing here? And I would say it's important. That felt very real. That felt very honest. And since then, you know, when confronted with the question, well, people sometimes ask me, like, well, okay, why are they here? Why are these UFOs here? And my response is, because it's important. I don't know why it's important, but my sense is that they wouldn't be here unless it was for some important reason. Um, I recognize that. I don't want to sound like I'm aggrandizing myself because I'm, I'm absolutely mystified of what may be the source here. All I can say is that there is a source out there. I don't know what it is. I think it'd be very simplistic to say it's the occupants of a metal UFO flying around. That may be some part of it, but it seems like there's a there's a much, much more complicated and nuanced answer. That one is too simplistic. 
Now, uh, when I originally uh, got this audio, I went through the process of cleaning up the recording a little bit. And what I did is I had a really bad cold at the time. So I'm going to, at the end here, I'm going to play the excerpt of me with this cold. Now, sometimes I get a cold and my voice gets really deep. So uh, and I'm just going to include some little bits here explaining a few things about this from that initial excerpt that was done last winter. It would have been the winter um, probably January, February of 2016. So what you'll hear when you hear me with my deep voice is me talking about the full hypnotherapy session, the full past life regression hypnotherapy session. I'm not going to put that online, I don't think. It's pretty personal stuff. Uh, it deals with a past life uh, that was lived seemingly in the early part of the 20th century in England. Now, now this is like you know, cathartic stuff, and it's uh, and it was ultimately very therapeutic. Um, I did cry. I will talk about that in the in with my deep voice, and I did, and it shows up at the very end of the session with Lorraine, where I say at the end, uh, "Did I cry for part of that?" And she said, "Um, yes." So that so there's no reason to subject the listeners to that. What um what I can say again, very powerful, very therapeutic experience. Okay, so here comes my deep voice introduction for what you are not going to hear, which is the entirety of that session. Here goes. The audio that you're about to listen to has been heavily edited. When you listen to a hypnosis session, there are long, long pauses. Uh, the therapist will ask a question. There's a long pause before the patient will reply. What I've done is gone through and snipped out all those long pauses, so it's a, it's a little more rapid fire. Uh, I snipped out almost an hour. The original audio recording was two and a half hours long, and what is to follow is about an hour and a half long. So I've snipped out almost a full hour. A couple things of note. When I recorded this, I wrote some notes about it, and I was surprised how accurate my memory was of the actual the actual experience. Uh, a few things that did come up, I felt like I cried for a long time. There's a point in here where I, where you'll hear me crying. It felt like I cried for a half hour. It's only a, a minute or so, a couple minutes, but it was uh, excruciating at the time. It felt like it went on and on and on. So that was a little bit of a surprise for me when I finally listened to the audio. But besides that, uh, most of my memory was pretty close. Uh, I felt like I remembered all the key points. I apologize, the audio is a bit quiet. It was recorded using a simple little uh, handheld digital recorder that was just set uh, nearby between me, the therapist and myself. Uh, there's a little bit of room noise in the background. You'll hear people walking in the hall and such. This audio recording is for my own personal research only. Thank you very much.